0: Good afternoon and this is the Leadership Boost and this is your host Sean and um, we are having some Sunday thoughts just to come and share with you a little bit uh, from my heart just something that's been stirring and you know these things come up every now and again so I don't have a set time I don't have a set uh, process I don't have a set set of notes. It's just as uh, things come up in my heart, I decide to come and share with you. Um, And I kind of like it like that. Um, Just not sure if this is working yet. Uh, We don't have anything moving. Why is things not moving? We are live. It's no time telling counting off so i'm not exactly sure but anyway (laughs) this is this is facebook and uh yes now it's starting to tick the timer is starting to go along so maybe i've been on maybe i haven't but anyway welcome back (laughs) and uh, if you're on a replay great to have you with me wherever you are in the world you are the kingdom leader that the world needs right now going into this season always You've always been needed, but now more than ever before. And uh, let me, um, you know, define quickly my concept of leadership here for us. It's not your position. It's not your title. I don't care what you're called. I don't care what your position is. You're called to be a leader. A leader influences a leader is there to um, enhance the world around them, make a difference, uh, bring change. edify the world around them equip the world around them for what they're dealing with right now influence them impact them inspire them those are the three words god gave me inspire influence and impact and that's what you should be doing as disciples of the lord jesus christ followers of him of as believers as sons and daughters of god as citizens of the kingdom of heaven That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be influencing. It's not about your title and your position. It's not, you know, it doesn't really matter. We all are doing, we all need to be doing the same thing. There's not some special person doing something that more than others. We each got our place to part and place within the body of Christ. And and so really want to encourage you is like, don't consider yourself not to be leaders. I mean, hey, my conviction when I started this group was really, there needs to be a new concept, a new paradigm in leadership. What I've seen over the years, um, what I've experienced over the years, uh, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the worst, the, the wonderful of leadership. I've had great leaders impact me, and I've had terrible leaders impact me, in, and sometimes good, sometimes bad. I walked away from a situation with a bad, really, really bad leader. And um, that kind of set me on the journey because I began to say, you know, what is right and wrong about this? And um, everybody criticized me, you know, for even walking with this guy. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that, you know, he had something that um, I not. He had something in Christ that i wanted he had an insight but he didn't live the insight. and and as i began to weigh these things out i began to look at and say you know what we need a new generation of leaders we need to be the kind of leaders that jesus was speaking about not those who say who's got the most power you know um who's who who who's following me? Who am I in charge of? You've got to come under my covering. You've got to come under my authority. Um, You know, it's like, and it doesn't matter if I get it wrong or right. You have to respect me. You have to honor me because I am the Lord's chosen, anointed, most holy one. I am the leader chosen by God. And therefore you cannot say anything. You cannot touch anything. You cannot um confront anything because i am you know and no you i am am not you know he is and we are just servants fulfilling our place now that doesn't mean to say that we that we disrespect everybody you know jesus said to the disciples he said they sit in the seat of moses therefore listen to them obey them but he says don't do as they do and i pray that today we will not be doing as they do um, whoever they are, uh, is that we will do it the way he wants us to do it. All right. So that's just by way of introduction. And, uh, <clears throat> and that's my conviction. That's just something that is really on my heart about, um, about the whole concept of leadership. Everything rises and falls in leadership. Everything. Nothing. Ro- nothing grows. Nothing is established. And we can see in the world right now. You know, there is terrible leadership in the world, manipulative, um, incompetent leaders, but they demand obedience. They demand subservience. They demand to be listened to. And um, simply because they are a politician or, or they are a bishop or, you know, calling themselves whatever, apostle, doctor, you know, it's like all these titles and positions and they demand. And you look at their life and you go, what is it? Are you actually doing what God is requiring you and me to do? Or are you just setting yourself up? The arrogance of it, the, the is just beyond belief. And specifically for me is in the whole business world and in the um, in the, the political world, you know, and the media props up all of this stuff, destroys anybody that is doing it right, but props up those that are wrong, that are just terrible, terrible leaders. And uh, these guys, you know, they just carry on as if the world owes them something and nobody owes them anything. and we need our new generation of leaders that just begin to do it differently begin to be and and do the way Christ is you know the way Jesus said to do it and if you don't know then go and read um, the gospels you know and see how Jesus did it don't read it through your church eyes your religious eyes or through through some you know celebrity leaders eyes read look at it and read it from the point of view of a leadership point of view is how was jesus who was jesus and uh, and look at that rather than just trying to be religious about it so that's what i um, want to share on that as introduction (laughs) then the thing that really spoke to me this morning as i was um as i was uh, getting started is you know, when I woke up, I thought about this and I posted about it was, you know, what are we investing in now? uh, A number of years ago, we're going back in year two. um, Gosh, it must be, uh, must be year 2000, somewhere around there, 99. I can't remember. But anyway, I traveled to a certain country, to a friend, to Malawi, to my friend in Malawi. And, um, we'd corresponded you know I'd been up there before and and whatever and so you know I invested and went to visit him and um, and while I'm there you know what I'm doing is I'm spending time with him we're talking I'm sharing Um, I gave him a book of mine Uh, he brought a few guys around to the house and and we, we shared together and um, then he had some leaders join us at a little village down at the border close to mozambique uh Palombe area and we um we just got together and I just shared with them leadership stuff you know and um and that was um uh really fulfilling. I mean that's what I went to do. I actually go i i would go for him and uh one day we were in town it was like the last day of my um last days of my visit there and we just had to go and get some banking sorted out and stuff for for me to travel back and so we were in town and we were at this bank and um um you know i i don't travel in suits and ties so you, you know you just won't find me in a suit and a tie forget about it i don't even i think the last suit i had i left in malawi and <laughs> forgot it there and of course i'll never see that again but it was uh, it's gone you know it's just like okay you know that was the last suit i had so i don't own a suit i don't own a tie i might well, actually i do I, I have a tie but i don't have any suits and um so uh, i travel you know and it's hot there so i'm in shorts t-shirt and sandals and pff, that's it you know um, i'm just being family i and that's the thing is like we get so religious about the stuff anyway let me not go there but um so i'm we standing him and i standing and in walks this um pastor of a very big church one of the biggest churches in that um, city and uh, the guy's dressed in his suit and whatever else and uh, and um, the first thing i noticed is my friend lowered his eyes and um, now I understand culture but but listen to me first. He lowers his eyes and now he's talking to this guy with a lowered head and um, and so he's like introduces me and he goes like so why did you come to Malawi and I said well just come to visit and he goes what did you come uh, you know to to set up a missionary? I said no. He said did you come and have a crusade? I said no. Did He said did you come and do a seminar? I said no. He said did you come and do meetings? I said no. And he said why did you come? And I pointed at my friend. And I said for him. And this guy just like you could see he was taken aback and he's like what do you mean? I said he is the reason I'm here. He said so you spend all the money to travel up here stay here everything just to spend time with him and I said yes because here's my investment here's the here's the body of christ here's the my here's the person he will do what's necessary with the people that's around him but I'm not here to come and be a celebrity I'm not here to come and see how many hands i can get raised up and see how many powerful things I can and what a great name i can make in malawi my job is here to invest in him the guy couldn't understand that when we got home i was sharing with my friend and i said you know you need to understand uh, that's uh, do you understand why and he said yes and i said okay one thing and he said what's that and i said never lower your eyes to a man that has a title and a position and a big church, because you think you're insignificant. And he said, I knew you were gonna say something. I said, of course I'm gonna say something. I said, you're a son of God. You are a priest of the most high. I said, you know, you are God's special people, person. And I said, you are as anointed, as called as he is. You may not have a big organization. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not supposed to have. Maybe you're not supposed to have a big building and thousands of people in it and and stuff like that. But that doesn't make you any less than him. He's got to obey God and what he's doing. And if he might have all of that, and that still may not be God's will for him because he made me missing what God's actually calling him to do. And I said you comparing yourself with him is just like this is is wrong. Don't do it. You don't have to compare yourself with anybody. And and I said you lift up your head you are a son of God. Lift up your head. You're anointed. You're called just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. You there's no lesser and mores in the kingdom of God none and definitely not in the church but we religiously have made it like that some people are more special than others not true some have to fulfill their um, their place in the body of Christ but let not the ear say to the eye I have no need of you or the eye to the toe I don't need you no one is superior and no one is inferior As soon as we get a superiority or an inferiority concept about who we are and what we do, man, we're going right back to the old Middle Ages Catholic Church ruling and reigning over everybody and telling people that you are pawns, you can't tell us. We will tell you what you can and can't do. In fact, you can't even read the Bible because you are too common, too unspiritual, too, you know, what kind of evil is that? And yet we replicate that over and over again. You better read your Bible, but don't do anything that says until you cleared it with me. Don't you think, don't think that you can be anything without my permission. This is ridiculous. How do we live this kind of stuff? But my point is, is that that man was my investment. Not not because I'm anything great, but that's who God led me to invest in in his life for his success for for him to become everything that God wanted him to be and and you know I the thing that I, I really that really stands out to me is that Jesus came and said this is how you pray our father which art in heaven not my father our Father. He immediately made it all inclusive. And what he did was directed them to the Father. And that's kind of what we should be doing. Is we should be investing in the church. Not building a church. I mean, yeah, I understand we need buildings. But you know what? I, I saw a few years ago. The a number of years ago, like going back in the in, in, um, late 90s, there was this big revival in a church, 10,000 seat. It was filled for like, I don't know, five weeks or something. Filled. Things happened, signs and wonders and everything. In the end, everything shut down afterwards. A year or two later, three years, four years, five years later, I don't know how long. But they sold the building it it's now in the hands of i don't know somebody's doing conferences in it or something i don't know but it's not now it doesn't have the church meeting there anymore tens of thousands of dollars were spent on it and here it's just uh it's somebody's using it Got it at a, an absolute bargain i don't know about what you are saying, but you know, or thinking, thank you, Stephen. Um, For me, it's like, I want to invest in the church, not a church. The church is the people. And as I quoted in the, in the scripture, in the, in the, um, um, in the post earlier today, is that, you know, It says you are the temple you are the temple and and we can't sometimes kind of forget that like one brother said our priorities are wrong you know it's like we've prioritized the building the salaries the organization the the whole the systems the books the manuals we we've we've organized you know we've prioritized that above the people we don't, we don't equip them. We don't invest in equipping them. Invest in them. We don't invest in equipping them. We don't invest in, in empowering them and deploying them. Releasing them to, and, and helping them become who God's called them to be. They just become funders of what our vision, what we want to accomplish. And this is wrong. They cannot just be you know, our, our source of income for me to live a salary and for me to, um, for me to, you know, build my vision as whether you are an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, your function, your responsibility, your gifting is to equip the saints to do ministry, not for you, but for for building up the body of Christ, maturing the body of Christ, so that they get connected, so they build relationships. How many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers are actually investing in the church on how to build community, how to build relationships, how to make disciples. The strategy of Jesus has never changed. Listen to me. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20 has not changed in its priority. It's not changed, thanks, Bunny. It's not changed. It's it's still the same strategy. Go and make disciples. Are we equipping the church to make disciples? You know, we're uh, going back back in in 1999. I was. Um, um, I got to have the privilege of traveling down the Buffalo River in Arkansas for seven days. And uh, Steve, my friend that we jump on every now and then, that's where I met Steve, really, we we connected on the river. And we got to kayak the river during the day and at in the mornings mm-hmm. and at night, we'd sit around a fire on our camping chairs and, and just talk. And it affected my life so much. I don't know what the other guys did. I don't know what their agenda was. But inside of me. I sat on that river one day and I said, you know what? I've never done this. At that stage, I was 40 years old. (laughs) And I'm going like, I'm 40 years old and I've never done this in my life. I've never, ever experienced this. And my dad didn't do it. And, and, you know, his life got away from us and I never did. And I said, I want this for my children. That was my thinking at that point. I want to do this to sit on a river and just enjoy the nature and the outdoors, etc. You know, so... I just want to slow down. You know, I've been a pastor for, I don't know how many years of that, 10 years or something. And I said, this is crazy. We're just running, running, running. And, uh, you know, it just work, work, work. And I'm just not enjoying my life anymore. And so, and I went back to, when I got back in South Africa, my wife looked at me at the airport. She said, you've changed. And I said, yes, I have. And I went to a a brother, um, my friend and brother Charles, and I said, Charles, I want to go camping. Can you find me a camping spot? I don't want to go to a resort. I want to go somewhere like out there in the mountains, just away from everything. And uh, it was just before the millennium change over to the year 2000. And so he said, sure. And he took time and he started talking to people and whatever else. And we found this farm. And... uh, we went camping at the farm and just a bunch of people said, well, we also want to go with you. So what well, fine, you know, so we all went up there. There was nothing there. It was on the side of a mountain and we all just put up our tents and we stayed there for the weekend yeah you know what it gets challenging because you start seeing people you're living with them every day they're doing things differently and uh you know some are more selfish than others and others are like you know uh, very generous and and some want to be by themselves and want someone to talk all the time some are loud some are quiet it's challenging because now you're in community and i loved it you know it's like it was a challenge to my flesh too, my mind and is like my soul because hey i you know i want to do i am like kind of a loner i i'm not a very chatty surprisingly i'm not a very chatty person you know so people are constantly trying to hit me up on messenger and say hello how are you and i just like i don't do hello how are you? I'm, I'm just not that kind of person i don't do small talk I, you know if you want to talk to me and talk to me about something ask me a question or you know engage you know then we can talk but I don't do like, hello, how are you? I'm from, you know, wherever and whatever else. So um, we, we that's kind of like where I'm at is just that's how I am. And so we're in this situation. It was a challenge because I like to be, you know, alone. But anyway, it was like everybody was there. And and a um, bunch of people from the church, obviously, that we were pastoring at that point in time. And, and the thing developed from there and, and grew more and more. And suddenly people started catching the vision. And they invested in... A developing um, they started d- developing this this um, campsite for me with with us you know so that we not me but the we can begin to um, invest in others. So and a kitchen was built and the hot water showers was put in there toilets we, we put in. Um, a, a freezer gas freezer propane freezer was put in we got kayaks to go down the river together and it was just like i was just sharing my vision of equipping the church equipping people and everybody got involved in that and it was great I, in fact if I, if i had to do it now again it would be it would have even a different more of a slant towards that that was just the beginning i was just shifting from this pastor mentality to now a um, um you know a more uh, building the church kind of equipping mentality and I, I was in that shift so I was still had a lot of the stuff of the old and trying to you know shift it over and it doesn't work. you can't put new wine in old wine skin. So you know the, this wine skin, this, vessel had to change so we could invest more and so i was uh, just invested in that and putting more and more into that and but how people started investing not in a building but in the facility the ability to invest into people not for crowds we only had like i don't know we had 10 kayaks or something you know and uh, but we had 10 kayaks that we could take 10 men down a river and uh or ten women down the river, whatever the story is, with with the kids and whatever, so that we could invest into them. And we had loads of fun. We we had time together, we had uh um oh and still I was so religious about so many things. Oh <laughs> my Lord I just think about it now I just that oh, I'm embarrassed to even think about it. But it, I was on a journey, you know, and uh but the point is is that um I heard i saw a post yesterday that 85 percent of tithes and offerings coming in to a ministry 85 percent of it is spent on salaries and building you know facilities etc we kind of stepped away from actually allowing the church to develop and grow and become who they are simply because we're more invested in our vision than we are in God's vision and uh, I want you to think about that I know you know I know you need facilities but bottom line is do we really um, you know um, and the thing about it is over that journey now since then over the past ten years I realized I was sharing with a brother um, day before yesterday or yesterday day before yesterday so I am at the place now I don't want my name to be on any of God's building for me, it's like not about me being the celebrity person that's got my name. That's what I even, you know, this whole concept of spiritual fathers is just like, I understand the thing. Just be. Don't try and make your name to be something. You don't want your stamp on any person's life. You want your God stamp, the father's stamp to be on their life. You want them to experience God, not you to experience, be experiencing you. They will experience me. But hopefully when they experience me or you, they will be experiencing the Father, not me. I I don't want to invest who I am, except who I am in Christ, who I am as a son of the Father. I mean, you know, I have a mandate, sure. I have a mandate to bring the Father to people's lives, I want to do that. That's I. I love doing that, but I don't want nobody to run around and say you're my spiritual father, and you, you know, you are. Some Paul said this. He said some are say they are of Apollos, some say they are of Paul, and he says, but you're just carnal. You're just carnal when you're doing things like that. Um, you, you're still babies. You're still immature when you're trying to, like, I'm of this man and I'm of that man. That, that's not God's plan. That never was. That's not the kingdom of God. In fact, when they tried to make Jesus king, he walked away. And that was one of the problems that Judas Iscariot had, had with Jesus. He wanted Jesus. I mean, you know, Judas, uh, uh, Judas Iscariot was a political activist. That's really what he was. And he wanted to see the kingdom now. He wanted to see physically the kingdom of God come to the earth. He thought that's where the overthrow of Rome would come, is Jesus would take his political place, physical political place, and begin to overthrow, cause a revolution and overthrow. You know, he'd be a staunch uh, revolutionary from the Sanhedrin. You know, he would set up the whole Sanhedrin thing and Jesus gonna. you, you got it all wrong, misunderstanding, that's not me. My kingdom is not of this world, period. And so, you know, and that's what left Judas Iscariot so disillusioned that he was prepared to go and sell him out and say, well, at least if I can get him before the Sanhedrin, they can see he is a political leader. And, uh, and when he, you know, when it happened, he realized what he had done, he, he messed it up really badly. So his manipulative techniques did not work and and but we're still doing that today we're still trying to manipulate ourselves and get into this place where uh where man is the celebrity you know i'm of whoever and but you're of whatever you know and there's a fly bugging me and um um and this you know is like um um I'm of this denomination or this, I'm of this camp. I heard one guy talking, you know, I'm from this camp. So I didn't understand that camp, you know. And it's just like camps, camps, organizational little cultures, mini cultish cultures within the context of the body of Christ. You know why? It's because we've become so focused on our religious context that we've forgotten the overall overarching reason we are here which is the kingdom of God not man I don't belong to any man and when we get to that place I'm not of you I'm of him my source is in him and and you know we've got to begin to yield to that and say you know what if I'm doing a work with you I you know it's like okay I've got five six guys or you know, five, six people or whatever. I mean, you know, I'm just using an example who, who want to relate. And I said, like, that's great. We can meet. You know, it's like I was saying to somebody, like, I don't need to be needed. As a pastor, I did because it gave me job security. If you didn't need me and said, oh, goodness me, you know, who's going to pay my salary? You know, that's how we thought. But now it's like, I don't need to be needed. You know, I've got I've got people I relate to around the world. And sometimes they don't talk to me for, months and it's fine but sometimes they just you know connect with me and they say hey sean uh can we talk so absolutely and and we sit down we have a a, some people I talk. we talk an hour an hour and a half sometimes you know because we've got things to talk about we're preaching to one another and they preach to me as much as i'm preaching to them and we encourage and inspire one another and influence one another i walk away say man i've got something out of that they can work away say I got something out of that but if they don't contact me every week I don't have a fit and send them little messages where are you Uh, what what are you doing you know it's like really cannot they also be sons of God who can relate to their father if you know it's like my own sons if if they have to constantly defer to me and say "Uh, dad can we buy a house Uh, can we buy two Uh, Dan uh, um, can we go on holiday now I said, what really I mean you've grown up you've got wife and kids it's just like live your life and I love it when they do call me and they say hey Dan can we chat so sure I I love to talk to them but I don't need to be needed anymore because you know I've done my work they've grown up they are now relating to the world to their father According to their conviction, their relationship with him, not my relationship with him. And we've got to get to this place where we can do that. That's what discipleship is. It's investing the father's values into them. And then, you know, as they grow. But I don't want my seal, my name on anybody's building. And I'm talking about especially God's building. And you are God's building. My job is. Is to invest in you, to to that you can become more of God's building. Listen to this. Paul says in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, he says this. He said, "I fear that as Eve was deceived, that you will be deceived, that you will be beguiled by the enemy from taken from your simple devotion to Christ." This is Paul speaking. He said. I fear, this is, he said, this is my anxiety. This is my fear that you're going to be deceived and taken away from your devotion to Christ. The true spiritual father in this whole process. And then he goes on to say, he says, I woo you to one husband, one lover. That should be That should be what we do. Now, whether you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, that should be what we do. We woo him, his bride, his possession, his church. Woo means to, you know, to bring in, to to tempt them nearly. To him, not to me. It's not about my gifting, my name. I don't want my name on anybody's building. And especially on God's building. I don't want my name to be on any man or woman or child. I want them to know their father. And if we're doing that, that's when we're doing the right job. Where are we investing ourselves? Are we investing ourselves in building a name for ourselves? In building a ministry for ourselves in building our vision? or are we investing in his building, his temple? Are we allowing that temple to be built and to be established and to be grown and to be strong and to be truly the temple of God, which reflects the glory of God where they are, not where I want them to be. And that's my prayer for you today, is that we would be those kind of leaders we would be that that kind of church that truly reflects the kingdom, the, the value and the principle of the kingdom of God, which is to build the church, not a church. All right. So that's what I wanted to say to you today. Thank you for being with me. And uh, I appreciate the time that you've taken to be with me. Thanks, guys, for jumping on, Samuel. It's... Uh, it's a blessing, brother. I'm glad you're enjoying this. Stephen, let's see what Stephen says. This is a brilliant testimony about the impact of understanding the body of Christ on our brother in Malawi. It was a privilege to walk in your example and from the same truth when I went to be with him and his wife recently. He's two, I see, who came with us on our fellowship tour of Palomba, told me that was what God showed him without me having to say. And I love that God opened his eyes without the point being taught. Yeah, absolutely so, um, yeah, Samuel, great to have you with me thanks, Stephen. I appreciate that. thanks for hopping on and Zeno, you know, I appreciate you being on, brother. It's always good to um enjoy your enjoy your your interaction and engagement. I appreciate you so much so hey, uh, let's do this. Let's do it right let's let's begin to shift something. I know it's a paradigm shift. I know it's jolly well, it's tough because it's not the way we've been taught um you know, but uh, but that's what we've got to do you know what we've got to do so um really just quickly the last thing i wanted to share is that i'm thinking of doing this is that um i'm just praying about it at this point in time but this has been on my heart for a number of years already and i just feel like god's wanting to move things forward and and uh, we, we're in a time right now we've we've got to become a bit more intensive about what we do um and one of the things i'm thinking of is Having a meeting with a group privately um, online, you know, it's like in a meeting room or something, and having just twelve, no more than twelve people. Um, that's it. I, I believe that number is, is, you know, it's twelve is the number of governments, and I believe God wants to establish His government in the earth, and and so I'm looking to to have just twelve guys, I, not chances, not um, and not pe- fly by nights, but people who committed to a journey of of um, discipleship equipping to walking through and just talking about some of these things you know over and over again and and what the implementation is what this strategy is what does god how does god want to use me and then you know talking about the challenges of that and and you know the, how it applies to my gifting and, and you know what is necessary in that and and begin to let's begin to infiltrate and influence and impact into our world wherever we are from that discussion and it's not going to be just you know me talking all the time and and teaching it's going to be uh, just a time of conversational discussion and and asking questions and sharing hearts and you know and uh, and praying about things and and, you know just walking in accountability but that we can definitely begin to Push the boundaries on this a little bit and the the influence and the impact that God wants to you know bring through leaders and I just have a heart to start seeing um, that 12 um, 12 leaders being established um, you know for however long the journey is I'm not, you know I, I control I control nobody's life I would do not have to have it in fact I probably I don't even need to spend time doing something like that but I i want to and that's the difference is like so i'm not looking for people that you know have to be there um but i'm just saying is like there has to be a commitment to journey this for uh for a time at least and and just say okay you know i'm committed to not not for me but for everybody you know so the within the group that you know it's like we don't have people saying oh well wait a minute i I let you know let, let me go bury my my father you know and you know well let the dead bury the dead you come and and get connected to to your father in that sense. So that's kind of, uh, you anyway, know, I'm getting off the track, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just thinking of I'm um, getting a, a once a month group together where we commit to, you know, a, a, an hour or two or whatever, you know, and just saying, okay, we're going to just devote us, commit ourselves to sharing hearts, and in this journey and uh, let the giftings within that context arise. Let the apostle prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, the gifting, not position. I'm not, I do not want positional. I don't want anybody. If, if people start showing how, you know, spiritual and, and prophetic they are, you will be challenged or you will be asked to leave. You know, it's just like, um, I don't want that kind of stuff. I want the real, I want the genuine, I want the authentic, I want the stuff that's going to bring transformation within so we can be, can begin the transformation without. Uh, so I, I'll be putting out um, maybe like some kind of um, application or something for that. I have no idea um, how we're going to do that. But anyway, it's just like, that's my my feeling. Um done my feeling that's in my heart that's my conviction I'd like to start doing that, and so maybe if you're listening to this and you're interested, hey um let you know shoot me a a personal message and say i'm I'm interested and maybe we can take the journey a bit further if I don't get twelve I'm fine if i i mean if it's Steve, Steve Bissett and me, I'm happy you know <laughs> him and i we we've been doing that for i don't know how many years already twenty years we we talk. Like it regularly and we talk for an hour and I've got one or two other brothers that do the same thing they call me and um, and and it's it's not like um, give me give me my name is Jimmy you know it's just like um, uh, it's like really deep fellowship and I and 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 it's sharing hearts and nobody's trying to be smarter and more spiritual than the other it's just heart-to-heart conversation and so I'm really looking to do that some more all right so that's what I wanted to share on Sunday thoughts I've got another call now so let me hop off here and say God bless you guys thank you so much for being with me and we'll talk some more um, soon all right until next time. this is Sean saying God bless